Hi, I'm Cy Musiker. And I'm Holly Grimaldi-Flores. And, and this, this is Curtain, Curtain Call with Cy and, and Holly. We're trying something new here, a show highlighting arts and culture in the foothills and the valley and beyond. And we hope it will become a go-to resource for all your entertainment needs. Holly and I are going to be talking about what's cool, what to hear, where to go in the world of rock and folk and jazz and pop. I love classical and theater, and we'll talk about dance as well. So hang in there. If you don't hear something you like right away, maybe it's coming. And this is a chance to celebrate the amazing diversity of arts here in the foothills and the surrounding areas. One resource to know where to go, what to do, where to take your friends, and entice people to come up the hill. So let's start with a band of local boys. That's Cal Tucky playing the Stanley Brothers classic Little Maggie. And Cal Tucky is a gold country band of, I guess, some renown. They're really a bunch of long-haired, hippie, progressive bluegrass players. I say that with love. You know, a bar band, but a great bluegrass bar band. I'm going honky-tonkin' Everything's turned upside down And when I find that girl of mine love to go honky-tonkin'. Caltucky plays at Truckee Brewing tomorrow night, Saturday, November 20th. Then they're at the Crazy Horse Saloon in Nevada City, Friday night, November 26th, and they're at the Auburn Tap House on Saturday, November 27th. The Miners Foundry calendar is filling up. Check out Harmony Happens. That features Rod Baggett, who's the choir director at Nevada Union High School. Oh, that's cool. Also Pamela Roberts, Heather Grove, Robbie Merchant. Harmony Happens sings a variety of familiar harmony-heavy songs, primarily classic rock and folk genre, things you will love, and some contemporary surprises thrown in for fun that Sunday night at the Miners Foundry from 4 to 7. A lot of artists stopped touring last year because of the pandemic, and local venues mostly closed as well, including the Center for the Arts, which had just finished a massive renovation. I didn't even get to go before they had to close again. That was a tough year and a half for them. Executive Director Amber Jo Manuel's busy getting ready for the annual gala that happens tonight at the newly refurbished Center for the Arts. Cy and I talked to the Center for the Arts marketing manager, Eli Bacon, and Cyrus opened up with a question about the center's financially surviving a year of closure. Wow. Get right in there. Yeah. As some people may know, unfortunately, you know, CFTA had to lay off some staff right at the early uh, parts of the pandemic, but they were able to make some good financial strategic decisions and they survived. And thanks in large part to the support of the community, they were able to keep their doors open um, with the shadow crew that was still here. And through the leadership of Amber Joe, she was able to really just use the networks in town and really try and make sure that we had friends in high places and apply for all the funds that we could possibly apply for. And so that is really how the center survived. So I want to ask, and I know you weren't here for this, but I think it's important for people to understand that 
prior to this pandemic, the center had already closed for 18 months for a remodel that went two-thirds over its budget, took six months longer than it was supposed to take, and they did all of one show before getting closed down. They did. So getting back open, are people coming back to the center? Yes. So we've had, um, I would say the crew is still getting used to uh, life post-pandemic well we're not even actually post-pandemic but we are still getting used to the new parameters and we are making sure that we have safety protocols in place I think we are pretty consistent at this point with the state and just the mask requirement and then proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test so I think you know we are doing everything that we can to provide a safe environment and we are seeing that in the way that people are coming out to attend shows so we are starting to get full houses I mean David Sedaris was sold out so I mean that's all really good things we're having a really positive response from the community and that's huge that helps us a lot recover so we're looking forward for that momentum to continue. You worked out the protocols with other arts venues here in the area. How, how did you manage that? We did. Um, actually, Amber Joe reached out to her fellow executive directors uh, across the arts uh, in the community and talked with them and said, look, there's strength in numbers and certainly that enables us to really be consistent across the board, which also makes it easier for attendees to know what those protocols are and just, you know, that it's not just, you know, one venue is doing one thing and another is doing another. So it was really just a collaborative effort. And, you know, that's huge, especially in the arts and the nonprofits. I think it made a huge difference because it didn't give people that opportunity to go from one place to another. They know what to expect now. But initially, I'm guessing there was some pushback. There is pushback. I mean, I think there is with any community. I know that Nevada County has, you know, what is great about it is there's a lot of diverse opinions and uh, diversity in thought. There's a lot of anti-maskers. There's a lot of diversity in thought. And, you know, I think we all are trying to make the best decisions possible. I would, it's probably safe to say that most of us have not lived through a pandemic before, right? And everyone has to make decisions that they're willing to live with as a, their own moral values. And, you know, as the leader of the Center for the Arts, Amber Joe had to make those calls and it's tough. You don't make friends. You can't please everyone. especially in these kinds of communities but you have to make the calls that in your mind leads to you know something that is safer for the community at large and frankly that you can live with as a person I mean she is human we are human and we are trying to do the best thing possible you know only history will and time will tell whether or not we made the right decision Um, but we are trying to do our best and we are certainly trying to be patient with everyone and we appreciate the patience that we've seen in return So far, we've gotten a majority of positive response. There are the people that don't want to wear the mask, so they won't come. But then there are the people that are afraid of the people that aren't going to wear the mask, so they didn't want to come. So you had that both sides of the spectrum, and I see that that's starting to ease up a little bit on both sides. Yeah, I mean, overall, the response, like I said, has been very, very positive. We've got, we frequently are being told, you know, I wouldn't come out if I didn't know that you guys were safe. And, you know, we have the amazing filtration system here in addition to all those protocols. So, I mean, we are doing the best we can and trying to provide a good environment for people. I I was here for the Music in the Mountains concert uh, this past weekend, and there was enormous compliance. Of course, it was a a very consistent crowd, gray-haired people like me, (laughs) who are a high-compliance sort of crowd. But I wonder if, you know, every audience is not going to be that easy. 
to your point, there's a lot of diversity and there's a lot of different types of shows. This community is known for dancing and getting up and enjoying themselves at concerts. And we don't want to hinder that at all. Um, but we are still trying to provide some safety around those who aren't quite ready yet. Right. So if we're having dancing, we might put those dancing areas out to the sides and allow people in the middle to sit with some distance or we may you know, switch that up a bit. But we are trying to create opportunities that allow everyone to express themselves and have a good time. What, what do you hear from artists about the COVID precautions? Actually, a lot of artists are very grateful for our protocols. I mean, like I said, it is consistent. Ticketmaster at this point has, I mean, if not identical protocols for all of their venues. So a lot of artists are telling us they won't tour unless there are these protocols in place. There's a lot of artists who aren't touring right now, period. And that provides some difficulty because you have a lot of people who are like, well, why aren't you getting these people or why aren't they coming here? because they're just not doing it. Tell me about artists coming here, and many of them are, are appearing before live audiences for the first time in a year or longer. What What's their emotional response? What are you hearing? Oh, I mean, everyone... So Tom Papa was coming out on his tour, right? And he came to a sold-out show, and he just... He was very grateful um, just to be out. I think people are trying new material. I think they're you know, getting used to the idea of having live audience feedback for the first time in that long. And, you know, artists respond differently when they have people in front of them clapping or cheering. And um, there is part of that is the adrenaline. Right. So I, I do think they are really elated to be out and about and having that feedback. And I know that they, you know, are really enjoying the opportunity to test new material in a way that they really couldn't. I mean, there's only so much Zoom can do for you in the way of clap emojis. <laughs> Performers perform. perform. Yeah. yeah. You know, and it is an interaction between the artist and the and the people that are watching them. So when there is no one to give you that feedback, it's very difficult. Energy is different. You don't know if you're funny or not being in a live audience again it's it's a magical experience and I, I think it's one that we probably all took for granted it's just seeing everyone really appreciate it I think it just brings a whole new meaning to the gathering I was just gonna ask a couple of things that you're yeah. excited about that are coming Big Bad Voodoo Daddy is coming up, which is always a really great show. I know that we've got a lot of um, people excited about Pink Martini uh, featuring China Forbes. So that show is coming. Certainly the gala is definitely the thing that's on the brain at the moment. We have Bruce Coburn. We have Robert Cray. We have uh, Roseanne Cash. We've got Martha Redbrone. I mean, all of these are going to be incredible shows. Jesse Cook. Yeah. I had a question just going back to the gala. Why is this important why it's, is the gala important it's not just fun and games it's not just fun and games so the gala is definitely one of our premier fundraiser events of the year um, we are fundraising specifically this year for our create program which is the program that amber joe started during the pandemic that really supported kids and adults learning the arts so anything from theater to airline to painting to photography to work on things and express themselves during the pandemic and it was so popular that we have expanded that to adult programming and this year's fundraiser will be trying to raise money for that so big thing this season is really trying to give back to our community i think that has really hit home especially during the pandemic and we were so overwhelmed and with gratitude 
on the community and how they've come out for us and supported us despite protocols and things and making it tougher to enjoy and just to come out and enjoy the shows and have those moments and realize that we are a safe place to enjoy the arts again. We miss people. That was Eli Bacon from the Center for the Arts. I think it's important for us to talk about these venues that have endured some of the toughest restrictions during the shutdown. When your entire purpose is to bring people together and people are not allowed to gather, that recovery will take a bit of time. Yeah. I did have a chance to sit down with Amber Joe recently, and she shared the arts industry as a whole is expecting a five-year recovery period. Many shuttered venues simply will not reopen. We're so lucky in Nevada County and the surrounding area to still have so many places to go to see live entertainment, be it music, theater, comedy, whatever. Yeah, the center has some great shows coming up in the next week or so, including Tower of Power, November 30th and December 1st, Robert Cray and Bruce Coburn. But I'm most excited about Jake Shimabakuro on December 2nd. A hard name to say, but he is a ukulele god and, and a really great entertainer. Something funny now. You see, every night when I was a child, I would get down next to my bed and I would say my prayers. Yes, I did! (laughs) And I would pray to God, please, please, dear Lord, when I grow older, let there be two-day free shipping. (laughs) If two-day free shipping doesn't make you happy, there is something wrong with you. Lewis Black is always so wound up. You think he's about ready to have a heart attack. Yeah, I always think he's going to have a stroke or something. Yes, he was a regular a long time ago on The Daily Show, and he plays the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno tomorrow night, Saturday, November 20th. And I have to admit, I tend to stay local. But if you're interested in getting out of town and love comedy, Chris Gethard will be at Harlow's in Sacramento on November 19th. That's tonight. Yeah, That is tonight. Gethard is actually doing two shows. First up, a live taping of his podcast, Beautiful Anonymous, and later on, an hour of stand-up. Yeah, the Bay Area is full of artists who followed unlikely paths. Uh, I think some of them have come up here (laughs) because it's so expensive in the Bay Area. And Larry Reed is one of those iconoclastic artists. He's a master of shadow puppets, the very Balinese art of storytelling with cutouts and a big flashlight or... In Bali, traditionally, it was an oil lamp. And this is so much better than you can imagine it could ever be. This is not bunnies in front of the flashlight for your kids, you know, at night. These are stories for the shadow plays uh, drawn from the Mahabharata myth cycle in which five brothers are pitted against a hundred jealous cousins. uh, And it's about power and love and glory. Larry Reed's Wayang Bali plays the Mandavi Center in Davis tonight, Friday, November 19th, It's a great choice for a family outing, especially, I guess, if you're listening to us in Woodland, which is just up the road. And keeping it real in Nevada City, right around the corner from KVMR Studios, you can't go wrong at the Golden Era. They'll have live music most nights, Wednesday through Saturday. If you're wondering what to do with the family after Thanksgiving, dinner is over, but they're still hanging around for the weekend. Golden Era will present Currency King Reggae Party happening on Friday the 26th. Think, uh, you know, one love, y'all. Yeah, Ja, love you. <laughs> and Christopher Taylor is returning to Grass Valley to play some fiendishly difficult work.
Pianist Christopher Taylor playing music by Franz Liszt. And Taylor is a brilliant pianist drawn to works like this of just really frightening technical difficulty. On his visit here, he's playing two of Liszt's piano transcriptions of Beethoven's symphonies. That's the whole symphony on just 88 keys. And at this concert, it'll be the third and fourth symphonies, which I think he plays from memory. And he plays with great sensitivity as well as skill. Do you go to these sorts of things, Holly? Are you classical stuff? My husband is a classical pianist himself and loves this sort of music. In Concert Sierra brings world-class entertainment here. Yeah, and it's a great venue there at the Seventh-day Adventist Church uh, just off the Colfax Highway. In Concert Sierra presents Christopher Taylor Sunday, November 21st at the Seventh-day Adventist Church. And Taylor is back at the Mondavi Center in Davis in late April for two concerts playing more list transcriptions of Beethoven symphonies. And it is about to be the holiday season, believe it or not. Christmas favorite is returning to the Nevada Theater as Legacy presents Roger Hoopman's Scrooge, family-friendly in the best possible way. Yeah, Legacy has presented this version of Dickens' A Christmas Carol since 2016 with songs written by Roger Hoopman and Robert Nabel. Uh, Hoopman plays Scrooge, and this will be his 41st year in the title role. You know, I haven't seen this, Holly, but but you have. What's What's it like? It's just a really great a version of the story that we all know as Scrooge, but it's a little bit more lighthearted and it's got a more positive message and a lot of local kids are in it. So it's really fun to take the whole family. December 12th, if you bring a new toy for Toys for Tots, you get $5 off your ticket price. You can catch Scrooge at the Nevada Theater from November 26th through December 26th. Also beginning Friday, November 26th, again, something to do with the family. It's the 12th annual Nissanon Heritage Day. This will be a celebratory community event and fundraiser offered virtually. There will be a discussion about the history and the future of the Nevada City Rancheria Nissanon Tribe with an opportunity to discuss how education, visibility, and community support are critical components in strengthening communities' relationship and capacity for change. It's happening from 5 to 8 p.m. with Mamu's providing the entertainment. That's a great segue for this next item. Joy Harjo is a member of the Muscogee Nation based in Oklahoma and the nation's poet laureate, the U.S. poet laureate. And she's in her second term, I think. And she's a prolific poet and activist. And her poem, A Map to the Next World, is the inspiration for a new dance and spoken word piece under development by the local arts group Project Wild Edges. And Harjo's poem includes the line, Take Note of the proliferation of supermarkets and malls, the altars of money. They best describe the detour from grace. So that's a warning to all of us to be careful during the holiday season not to spend too much time at the malls uh, because that's a detour from our, our approach to God. The holidays are not about money. Neither is this poem or this presentation by Project Wild Edges. They present a chance to preview a map to the next world at the Miner's Foundry on November 22nd. It's at 5.30, and that is a cheap thrill. It's free with a little grant help from California Humanities. You know, the nice thing about this, Cy, is that we are talking about experiences and not things. And that's the message, right? Uh, Yes, it is. One of the venues I really like to talk about that's often forgotten is Wild Eye Pub in Grass Valley. They're having an open mic hosted by Tina Marie Kelly and Cosmo Merriweather on Friday, December 6th at 630. That's for comedy. And check out their second Saturday jazz 
each second Saturday of the month, beginning at 6.30. Wild Eye is one of those places that it's just a little bit off the beaten path at the end of Mill Street, right at the Highway 20 on-ramp. They focus on the arts. They have jam sessions, poetry, comedy, private events. Check them out and support local venues and artists. Yeah, now some music from Thundercat. That's Thundercat, a.k.a. Stephen Bruner, and he's a bassist who's worked with Erica Badu, Kamasi Washington, and Kendrick Lamar. I just adore Kamasi Washington, great, a great saxophone player. And uh, Thundercat is wonderfully funky, and he's also funny and thoughtful. He's just got a quirky taste in songs. The lyrics to the song we've just been listening to include the line, I may be covered in cat hair, but I still smell good. Well, I'm covered in cat hair a lot. I've got three of them. I don't know about smelling good. Uh, do, do you know the music? I don't, but I'm going to listen to it now. I love Ace of Spades. It's a great venue. Yeah, Thundercat plays the Ace of Spades in Sacramento two nights, November 29th and 30th. And that's Pink Martini. We have seen them at the Center for the Arts a couple of times at the Vets Hall. Having them at the Center for the Arts coming on December 8th will be so special because the sound quality is ridiculously good at the new Center for the Arts. Yeah, and they're a great band. You think it's going to be kind of poppy and silly, but they, they're really great musicians, great jazz players. Incredible musicians. And they'll be playing some holiday tunes, getting you in the mood, but in a way you have never heard them before. If you can't make the Center for the Arts on December 8th, they move on to the Grand Sierra Resort in Reno on December 9th. We I have a kicker for everyone here. It's a real family-friendly one. The Mountain Mandarin Festival is coming up celebrating the fall harvest of foothill tangerines. Those are mostly from Newcastle and Penryn. These are trees often planted by Welsh immigrants uh, back in the late 19th century, early 20th century. And they're just the best darn tangerines. It's the cold air up here. The event was canceled last year because of COVID, of course, but it's a huge draw, so expect thousands to show up. There's a mask requirement at the fairgrounds in Auburn But if you're still not comfortable with crowds, you might want to stay away. The Foothill Mandarins are already showing up at local grocery stores. The Mountain Mandarin Festival is today, Friday through Sunday, November 21st at the Gold Country Fairgrounds in Auburn. And, you know, there's a juicing festival and a mandarin peeling and eating festival. What could be bad? I have been. It is a blast. Again, a lot of family-friendly events because it is the holidays. Each Friday, beginning November 26th, the day after Thanksgiving through December 17th, get to downtown Grass Valley for Cornish Christmas and Victorian Christmas will be oh, taking it's place too soon. three Wednesdays <laughs> and Victorian Christmas is taking place in Nevada City. Hey, thanks for listening. And we'll be back next month for another round of Curtain Call with more outstanding shows. Holly, this has been so much fun. It is fun. And I hope you'll keep listening. We'll keep finding unique shows and opportunities for you to get out 
and enjoy the arts. Yeah, I'm Sam Musiker. I'm Holly Grimaldi Flores. And this, this is, is Curtain Call. This is also KVMR-FM, Nevada City.